The following program is sponsored by the National Prayer Chapel. Have you been to Jesus for the cleansing power? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you fully trusting in His graces? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Are you washed? Are you washed in the blood? In the blood? In the soul cleansing blood of the Lamb? Are your garments spotless? Are they white as snow? Are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Lay aside the garments that are stained with sin And be washed in the blood of the Lamb There's a fountain flowing for the soul unclean Oh, be washed in the blood of the Lamb Are you washed in the blood In the soul-cleansing blood of the Lamb Are your garments spotless? Are they white as are you washed in the blood of the Lamb? Some glad morning when this life is over I'll fly away to a home on God's celestial shore I'll fly away Reese House was born on October 10, 1879. His story is one of the most amazing of God's work in a man's life. 
he became one with Jesus. And he was filled with the Holy Spirit with incredible stories of revival and and building of the kingdom of God through intercessory prayer. The book is entitled Reese Howells, The Intercessor by Norman Grubb. If you have not read it, I urge you, order it and read it. Today is an offertory day. We are short the amount needed for our broadcast for this month. The last day of the month, we are still short $810. Now, just a few days ago, we were short almost $3,000. But one dear brother, prompted by the Holy Spirit, sent a check for $1,500. Another sister sent a a cash of $20. Another dear brother sent a check for $200. It all adds up. So whether it's $5 or $1,500 or $2,000, each month God has covered the cost of this broadcast. So we now need $810 to be able to pay Weva for the airtime we have purchased for the month that we're now in. I invite you, please, if the Holy Spirit has moved in your heart and this broadcast has been worthwhile to you, I ask, would you please, quickly, call the phone number where our producer will take your call. You don't need to give your name or address He simply needs to know the amount before God you pledge to give to help cover the cost of this radio broadcast. Unvarnished holiness teaching, righteousness, it's the gospel of Jesus. If you care about it, would you please give? Our phone number is 877-534-0780. Let me give you that number again. Please jot it down. 877-534-0780. Simply give the one who answers the phone. It'll be Brother Kevin. Give him the amount you're choosing to give. But now let me say something else, please. I am so grateful to each of you who has given this month You have given sacrificially month after month, many of you on a regular basis. I thank Jesus for each one of you. I could not do this ministry if you were not there supporting and saying, yes, pastor, this must continue. But I want to give you a bigger vision. We are now on a small AM outreach. We need to be in the center of the city This broadcast needs to be on the FM dial. But it would take many thousands of dollars for us to make that transition. But many of you have the ability to step in with large amounts of money or small amounts of money dedicated to the FM side of the dial. I'm going to share with you today the Every Creature Commission written about by Reese Howells 
taught by Reese Howells, in the hope that as I share this with you, your heart will begin to catch a vision for what God needs to do in this culture in Washington. Now, please, for many years, the wicked have reigned in America. The wicked have taken everything that was good and twisted it in a sickness of evil so that today our news is filled with every kind of filth, wickedness that when I was a young man, I would never have dreamed could have come upon our nation. We were founded on the Judeo-Christian ethic. We were founded as a nation of law and order. But today, the highest people in our nation refuse to submit to the law and order. They instead want to go their own way, and they are utterly wicked and twisted. One man who's produced many, many wicked movies, says our civilization is over, meaning we are going to go into the wicked and dark areas of defilement. I am challenging that on this radio every day. I am saying no. I am lifting up the cross of Jesus, and I am saying sin must go. I will not abide with sin, and I don't want you to abide with sin. And it means every one of us personally must turn away from everything of darkness. We must turn the television off. We must turn the professional sports off. We must no longer feast at the table of demons. We've got to turn the pornography off. We've got to turn aside from the wickedness of this age and come out from them and be separate. That's the call of this broadcast. Where do you stand? Do you want this broadcast on the air? Do you feel that it's valuable? Are you willing to sacrifice to make that happen? If you are, please call 877-534-0780. And if the line isn't answered quickly, please be patient. I'm praying that right now, you're calling 877-534-0780. I'm Pastor Ray Greenley from the National Prayer Chapel. This is Pilgrim's Progress. I want to make real progress today with the goal of $810, but way beyond that. We need to go for the goal of thousands of dollars given that we could go to the FM side of the dial. And so I begin sharing Reese Howells and the Every Creature Commission. It was in the autumn of 1934. It was a wonderful time in the college. In the early morning, Mr. Howells was spending many hours alone with God, going through the four Gospels and getting great light from the Holy Spirit on the life and person of our Savior. He seemed to be coming to the morning meeting straight from God's presence. And Mrs. Howells, who knew the Spirit's ways with him, was conscious that the Lord was preparing him for something. On the morning of December 26, the Spirit began to speak to him even earlier than usual. Mrs. Howells, who was also awake, heard him repeating, Every creature... 
every creature. At 3 a.m., he was so conscious that God wanted to say something definite to him that he dressed and went to his room downstairs. There the Lord asked him if he believed the Savior meant his last command to be obeyed. I do, he replied. Then do you believe that I can give the gospel to every creature? Without stretching a point, he answered, I believe you can. You are God. I am dwelling in you, the Lord said. Can I be responsible for this through you? For years, Mr. Howells had been praying for the gospel to go to the world. Before he went to Africa, the Spirit brought before him God's promises to his son in Psalm 28. He had not let a day pass without praying that the Savior should have the heathen for his inheritance and the uttermost parts of the earth for his possession. It was in willingness to be, in some measure, the answer to his own prayers that he had accepted the call to Africa. Then, while in Africa, he'd been struck by Andrew Murray's comment on the Savior's word in Matthew 9.38, Pray ye, therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth labors into his harvest. Andrew Murray had pointed out on the strength of this verse that the number of missionaries on the field depended entirely on the extent to which someone obeys that command and prays out the labors, and the Lord had called Mr. Howells to do this. That, in turn, had been one of God's ways of preparing him for the further commission to start the Welsh Bible College. Thus, for years, he had been a man with a world vision. But this new word from God was to lay direct responsibility on him. It was no mere assent to the general command to preach the gospel to every creature. It meant, if accepted, that he and all who took it with him would be bound servants for the rest of their days to this one task, to intercede, to go, to serve others who go, and to be responsible for seeing that every creature hears the gospel. Now, what I'm asking you to do today is to take the covenant, to enter into the covenant that you will give your life, to make certain that the gospel of Jesus Christ, the true gospel, is preached to every person, that every creature has an opportunity to be saved. That's why I come asking, now will you help financially? with this broadcast to pay this month's bill but also to go the next step we need much more than $810 that's just needed for this month beyond that we need the money to be able to go to the FM side of the dial to preach this gospel this everlasting gospel the gospel of holiness the gospel of righteousness the gospel of Jesus Christ not the false gospel of the sinning Christian. Will you sacrifice to make this happen? Would you call quickly, 877-534-0780? And would you tell Brother Kevin what you will do to help make sure this gospel goes to the whole world? $245 has come in so far in pledges. 
Thank you. Now we need to hear many more calling. Would you quickly call 877-534-0780? We need to go way beyond the goal of 810. We need to go into the thousands. Would you help? Now let's go back to the story of Reese Howells and the Every Creature Commission. The way this commission was interpreted to Mr. Howells in concrete terms was that in the next 30 years, the Holy Spirit would find 10,000 channels from all over the world, men and women whom he would enter and who would allow him to take complete possession of them for this task, even as years before he had taken possession of his servant. This is what the National Prayer Chapel is about. We are a part of that 10,000 channels. And when you give, you are a part of that 10,000 channels. Do you understand? It's time for the gospel to go forth. We live in a desperately wicked time in our culture. It's time to do something. We need to be in Main Street proclaiming the gospel. Will you help me do that? Will you stand with me? Quickly call 877-534-0780. Finance, Reese Howells writes, would be needed in abundance, but the one who gave millions to David for the temple could give the same to those who were building a far more precious temple, a building not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. He gave his servant that word in Deuteronomy 28.12. The Lord shall open unto thee his great treasury, and thou shalt lend unto many nations. And with the word was the promise of a first gift from the treasury of ten thousand pounds, which was to be a confirmation. I know today that one of you listening to this broadcast can give ten thousand dollars today as a confirmation of what I am saying to help prepare the way for what God has called us to do for the Every Creature Commission. Do you see this? If the Holy Spirit is calling you to be the person who gives that $10,000, would you quickly call 877-534-0780? I know I'm being very bold, but it's time to be bold. This broadcast, Pilgrim's Progress, needs to be heard across this city and across this nation. I need men and women who will give their lives sacrificially to Jesus and who will say, I'm going to turn away from the world and I'm going to be a part of proclaiming this gospel. Reese House came out from his room, a man with a vision and a burden which never left him. The every creature vision. He brought it before the staff and the students on New Year's Day, 1935, and was given to prayer and fasting. The presence of God was felt in a very real way, and while they did not minimize the enormity of the task, a deep growing conviction took possession of many that God was going to do a new thing. It was a conviction that as really as the Savior came down to the world to make an atonement for every creature, so the Holy Spirit had come down to make that atonement known to every creature, and that he would complete it in their generation. Well, obviously it was not completed in their generation. 
but I believe today is the day when it begins. It needs to happen now in America. America is right at that turning point. Will it collapse in chaos and war? Or will we as Christians stand and pray that the gospel can once more be proclaimed to America? Will we pray that Mr. Trump doesn't have to declare martial law against the leftists and the progressive and the communists, the Black Lives Matter, that are causing such chaos through our nation? Will you stand that the gospel of Jesus should have the the opportunity to be proclaimed to all? He continues, it was a conviction that as really as the Savior came down, the Holy Spirit had come down to make this atonement known to every creature. In a new sense, the world began to be their parish. They began to open for God to lay any prayer on them which would further the reaching of every creature with the gospel. They became responsible to intercede for countries and nations as well as individual missionaries and societies. The college truly became a house of prayer for all nations. One form this prayer warfare took was intercession on a national and international level concerning anything that affected world evangelism. Every creature must hear, therefore the doors must be kept open. Their prayers became strategic. They must face and fight the enemy wherever he was opposing freedom to evangelize. God was preparing an instrument, a company, to fight world battles on their knees. And today, we need to be fighting that world battle against Islam, against radical Islam. We need to be asking Jesus to bring a great harvest of souls out of Islam, out of those who worship Allah. We must do this. He prays the first, he, he says, the first battle of prayer on an international scale was in 1936 when Germany sent her soldiers into the Rhineland and broke the treaty. We knew that France would be on fire in a day, said Mr. Howells, and it meant nothing less than a European war and the consequent hindrance to the spread of the gospel. Only those who were in the college can realize the burden the Holy Spirit put on us. Prevail against Hitler, he said to me, and it meant three weeks of prayer and fasting. The daily diary of the college meetings at this time records March March 21st. Things are very dark on the continent. We prayed on until 11 a.m. and then came back at 2.30, 6 and 9 p.m. We asked the Lord to deal with Germany. March 23, very grave on continent in London. Meetings at 9, 11, 6 and 9 p.m. We plead with God to deal with Hitler and the German nation to bring them to account. Situation on March 24. The European crisis is very dark. All the countries are disagreeing with each other. Burden is coming on very heavy. But the Lord is allowing us to plead the every creature vision in his presence. The Lord turns our eyes off the countries to himself. 
meetings at 9 a.m. and 6 and 9 p.m. It continued like that for five days. It continued for five days. Then on March 29, Mr. Howells came into the meeting and said, Prayer has failed. We are on slippery ground. Only only intercession will prevail. God is calling for intercessors, men and women who will lay their lives on the altar to fight the devil as really as they would have to fight the enemy of the Western Front. Do you understand? Today we're facing the one world government. Today we're facing Islam, secularism. The gospel has been belittled. It has been cast down. Will you awaken from your slumber? Will you stand with me? Will you sacrificially give that we could have the opportunity, that we could have the opportunity to confront the darkness? Will you stand? Our phone number is 877-534-0780. I'm asking the Lord to step in right now and move in your heart. Some of you can give 10, 20, 30, 100, 200, 500, 1,000. Some of you could give 10,000. This is urgent. Do you see this? We need to come into a place with Jesus where we're willing to stand with him. This broadcast needs to be on the FM side of the dial We need to be proclaiming in Washington and confronting Washington, D.C. with the true gospel of righteousness, turning men and women back to the gospel, confronting the darkness. Will you help me do that? He goes on. I'm going to move now another portion from the time of the special dedication on March 29, 1936 when so many of the college, both staff and students laid their lives on the altar as intercessors the spirit was at work in the college do you understand any person who calls themselves a Christian is called to be an intercessor called to stand against darkness, called to sacrifice and lay your life down on the altar spoken of in Romans 12, 1 and 2. We are called to get serious about this gospel. He writes, In 1937 came the climax and consummation. It was the Pentecost of the college from which they emerged not a loosely linked company of consecrated individuals, but a body in the full sense of the term, a living, integrated organism infused with one life and one purpose. In the Christmas vacation of 1936, much time was given to prayer. As we approached the new year of 1937, there was an increasing consciousness of God's presence. The first outward sign that he was working in a new way 
was one of the staff broke down in prayer, confessing her sense of need and crying to the Holy Spirit to meet her. We've had another $105 in pledges that has come in. So that means $350 has come in toward the $810. Would you quickly call and let's finish this. I have many things I want to share with you today. I don't want to simply have to turn music on and wait upon you. I know many of you have a great heart for Jesus. You've been listening to this broadcast, and you know it needs to go to the national level, to the city of Washington, D.C. But first, we have to cover the AM dial. Would you help me do that? Would you quickly call and speak with Kevin? And thank you so much. I love you, my brothers and my sisters. I can't do this alone. I'm willing to come and pour out my heart and my life, my finances. I'm willing to come and do everything I can do to reach the, the lost, to turn America from their darkness and their wickedness. Will you join me? He writes... We heard how the Holy Spirit had so manifested himself in the glory of his divine person to some of the girl students that they wept before him for hours, broken at the corruption of their own hearts revealed in the light of his holiness. An awesome sense of God's nearness began to steal over the whole college. There was a solemn expectancy. We were reminded of the 120 in the upper room, before the day of Pentecost. Now, please, do you understand? This is what I'm crying out for, for the National Prayer Chapel. I'm asking the Lord to give us 120 people at the National Prayer Chapel who will come from all over the D.C. area with a heart to walk righteous before God, a heart to pray, a heart to give their hearts and their lives totally to Jesus. Like them, he writes, we only wanted to spend our time in prayer and supplication, conscious that God's hand was upon us, conscious that he was about to do something. God was there, yet we felt we were still waiting for him to come. And in the days that followed, he came. He did not come like a rushing mighty wind, but gradually the person of the Holy Spirit filled all our thoughts His presence filled all the place, and his light seemed to penetrate all the hidden recesses of our hearts. He was speaking through the director in every meeting, but it was in the quiet of our own room that he revealed himself to many of us. We felt the Holy Spirit had been a real person to us before. As far as we knew, we had received him, and some of us had known much of his operations in and through our lives. But now... The revelation of his person was so tremendous that all of our previous experiences seemed as nothing. There was no visible apparition, but he made himself so real to our spiritual eyes that it was a face-to-face experience. And when we saw him, we knew we had never really seen him before. We said like Job, I've heard of thee by the hearing of the ears. But now my eyes see thee. And like him we cried, Wherefore I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. In the light of his purity, 
It was not so much sin we saw as self. We saw pride, self-motives underlying everything we'd ever done. Lust and self-pity were discovered in places where we'd never suspected them. And we had to confess we knew nothing of the Holy Spirit as an indwelling person, that our bodies were meant to be temples of the Holy Spirit. We knew. But when he pressed the question, Who is living in your body? We could not say that he was. We would have done so once. But now we'd seen him. This is an offertory day. If you're just tuning in, please step forward quickly and call 877-534-0780. It's time to confront the darkness of Washington, D.C. We do that daily on this AM station, but we need to be on the FM side of the dial. So we're still short for this month. We started with a goal of 810. Now, I know there are some of you who can only give five, ten, fifteen, twenty dollars, but there are others of you who can give fifty, a hundred, two hundred. I'm even asking today, would someone step forward and boldly say, I will give ten thousand dollars toward FM radio, that we could be in the main street of this city? I'm just standing by faith right now that your heart is being touched as I share this story of Reese Howells, that you want to be totally given to Jesus, and you want to be a part of what he's doing right now. Would you call 877-534-0780? Would you speak with Brother Kevin? We don't need your name. We don't need your address. We're not going to do any follow-up with you. We trust you to do what the Holy Spirit calls you to do. So Brother Kevin is waiting right now for your phone call, 877-534-0780. In his nature, he was just like Jesus. He would never live for self, but always for others. We were people who had left all to follow the Savior and had forsaken all we had of this world's goods to enter a life of faith. And as far as we knew, we had surrendered our lives entirely to the one who had died for us. But he showed us there is all the difference in the world between your surrendered life in my hands and me living my life in your body. We read the Acts afresh and found we were reading not the Acts of the Apostles, but the Acts of the Holy Spirit. The bodies of Peter and the others had become his temple, The Holy Spirit, as a divine person, lived in the bodies of the apostles, even as the Savior had lived his earthly life in the body that was born in Bethlehem. And all that the Holy Spirit asked of us was our wills and our bodies. And I ask you, have you surrendered your life to Jesus Christ? Are you willing to go the next step? Are you willing to let the Holy Spirit live his life out in your body? Are you willing to stand for the gospel of Jesus Christ and give all that you have for the kingdom of Jesus? 
and focus your attention not on the world and the entertainment of the world and the lust of the world and the pride of the world, on the sin of the flesh in this world. Are you willing to turn from that and say, Jesus, come and dwell in me by your Holy Spirit. He continues, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as living sacrifices. Romans 12.1 It seemed as though we'd never seen that scripture before. He made it clear that he was not asking for service, but for a sacrifice. Our God is a consuming fire. And if God the Holy Ghost took possession of these bodies then his life was going to consume all that was of ours. We'd often sung, I want to be like Jesus. But when we had the offer from a person who is just like the Savior to come and live that life daily and hourly in us, we found how unreal we had been and how much there was in us that still wanted to live our own lives, that shrank from the sentence of death. We now began to see the meaning of the Savior's words in Luke nine twenty four, For whoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever will lose his life for my sake, the same shall save it. Why had he manifest himself to us in this way? He made that quite clear. It was because there was a work to be done in the world today that only he could do. No wonder the Master told his disciples not to move from Jerusalem until they had received the promise of the Father. But when he had come, they would be his witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and under the uttermost parts of the earth. Many of us on the previous March 29 had put all on the altar for the sake of giving the gospel to every creature. We had become willing to be any cog in the machinery that God needed to put through in our generation. But now the Holy Spirit said, as Jehovah said to Moses, I am come down to do it. And we knew that he was almighty and that he was holy. And those days the visitation went on. We were just prostrate at his feet. We had thought that there was some virtue in our surrender, that we with thousands of others would be the people to evangelize the world in this generation. But now he had come, and we were out of it except in so far as our bodies would become the temple in which he would dwell and through which he would work. He said, I've not come to give you joy or peace or victory. I've not come to give you any blessing at all. You will find all that you need in Jesus. But I have come to put you to the cross so that I may live in your body for the sake of a lost world. I know many of you, like me, have dedicated your life to Jesus Christ. I'm very grateful that you've done that with me. But now there's a deeper place of abiding that we need to move into, and that is a place of total and complete surrender the asking of the Holy Spirit to come in and live his life through us. Are you willing to do that? And are you willing to do that in the giving of your finances to make possible this broadcast again next month? 
Are you willing to do that so that we might be able to move to the FM side of the dial? We needed much more than $830 to be able to do that. Will you give today for the gospel? Call 877-534-0780. We're going to go to a piece of music. It's already time running out. Yeah, it's wider 
by faith I've received from above Oh glory, my soul is made perfect in love My prayer has prevailed And this moment I know The blood is applied I am whiter producer um, I'm a little bit confused you have two donations at 147 p.m. for 200 are those the same donation okay so we're still two hundred and sixty dollars short of the goal for this month for radio and I want to just share with you a text that I just received it's an anonymous text And they wrote, why would anyone want your hateful, broken record on FM? I receive texts like this. I receive emails like this. There are people who hate this message. I don't know why they listen. But they harass. I'm going to stand faithful before Jesus. And I ask, would you stand with me? Our phone number is 877-534-0780. Would you help finish this up? We are $260 short of being able to cover radio for this month, the last day of the month. I am so clear in my heart. This gospel message has to go forth. Men and women have been taught a false gospel. This gospel was the one that John Wesley brought. It was a gospel of holiness. Today, the Methodist Church has turned away from it. But the gospel is still plain and clear. It's a gospel that calls us to walk in Jesus and be utterly given to him. And then not just given to him, but as I've shared today, to be possessed by the Holy Spirit. (laughs) If this is your heart, would you call right now, 877 534-0780. And let's finish. The $260 were still short for this month for radio. Mr. Producer, are there any calls coming in? All right, let's pray. Lord, I come by faith 
that you provide each month exactly what is needed for this broadcast. I worship and praise your mighty name that in spite of those who spit and fight and condemn, your spirit is moving in the hearts of many people to say, yes, we need Jesus, and we need the Holy Spirit to live in us. Lord, many today listening to this broadcast are still struggling in sin. I plead your blood over each person. Lord, I ask that you would pull together your church, that you would pull together intercessors, that you would cause men and women to become very serious about you and to turn aside from all of the wickedness of this world, from bitterness and anger. Lord, move in power for your people. I plead your blood today over this nation, but especially over Washington, D.C. And I ask, Lord, that you would move in the hearts of those who have the ability to sacrificially give that this broadcast could move to the FM side of the dial. Lord, I know you're calling for this, and I stand by faith that soon it's going to happen. So, Lord, today I ask for a blessing on each who is given. I ask that your peace would be upon them and in them. I ask that your presence, the presence of the Holy Spirit, would come and show them every part of their heart to allow your precious blood, Jesus, to cleanse them and make them clean. Lord, the world has set a smorgasbord of of the delights of the devil laid out before every person. Lord, don't let your people be caught in the trap of the demons. Lord, the falseness, the wickedness is so great. Would you come in power? Would you strengthen each person now who listens to this broadcast? Would you encourage their heart? Would you minister to their needs? Would you pour in the balm of Gilead, the oil in the wine? Lord, we need a people equipped and ready to face the onslaught of the enemy, for we are in the midst of a desperate battle. Would you open the way for your people today? I pray in your holy name. Amen. We have just two minutes left in this broadcast. If you have not called and you're being impressed by the Holy Spirit, quickly call 877-534-0780. We're $260 short of the goal. Now, I also would like to invite you to come to the National Prayer Chapel to come and worship with us. We meet at the All Saints Anglican Church in Woodbridge, Virginia, just off I-95 South. We're located at 14851 Gideon Drive. I invite you to come and worship with us. I also invite you to go to our webpage, National Prayer Chapel. 
Many changes are being made there. It's being updated. Much easier to access and to listen. Go to nationalprayerchapel.com My brother, my sister, God bless you in the name of Jesus. I'm Pastor Ray Greenley from the National Prayer Chapel. I'll talk to you soon. Before the presence of His glory of His glory with great joy.